0: You're like, nah. why are you wanted at 2 o'clock this afternoon? Well, uh, covering an extra hour today on the show, and uh, and I'm happy about that today because I get to give you... We're going to start the show today with, with an update on a story that um, I've been following now for about a year and a half, and a story that um, it was almost a year ago, almost a year ago, that I had first told you the story of a local man's efforts to get some friends out of afghanistan it was december 17th the day that it happened last year but it was december 19th that i first shared the story with you on on 6 30 ched afternoon so just a little bit of background spencer seeker is a retired teacher from the edmonton area in 2010 he spent his summer break teaching at a school in kabul that's where he met nadim and his wife who is also a teacher in 2010 nadim was the school's finance uh, manager but since then has got his law degree and was working as a human rights lawyer in afghanistan advocating for children and women's rights in afghanistan so you can imagine over the past couple of years what that has meant for the family. That put a target on his back. His wife was also targeted by the Taliban, burned with boiling water. When this started to happen and death threats started to happen, the family reached out to Spencer and started trying to leave Afghanistan. And you'll remember those hairy days as Kabul fell. And as that was happening through different channels, Spencer was actually able to get the family visas to get into the U.S., but numerous tries to get them on a plane at the Kabul airport, well, that proved fruitless. And that's when the family had to retreat to a safe house. It would be 11 months later, uh, fed up with a lack of helps, uh, help from Canadian officials, Spencer returned to Afghanistan with the help of others, managed to move the family through that notorious Torkham Gate into Pakistan, Then more waiting. The waiting continued. The family lived in a safe house for another, what, 11 months or a number of months since December of last year. And once again, frustrated with lack of movement, Spencer returned to Pakistan and fought to get the paperwork moving and the family to Canada. Two weeks ago tonight, two weeks ago tonight, the family finally arrived in Edmonton and I get all choked up every time I think of it and I'm absolutely thrilled to welcome back to the show Spencer seeker and Nadim Spencer Nadim welcome back to 630 Chad
1: thank you so much Jalen and I just want to say to the listeners how much Jalen has been a part of this and has put me in contact with so many different through your military connections I put me in touch with Quentin who puts me puts me in touch with John who puts me in touch with Dave and really help move this thing forward and, and I I view Dave a little bit as a big brother. <laughs> when I was going into Kabul the first time he said, okay, if anything happens, you text me 911 <laughs> and, and we'll take care of it. So that made me feel a little bit of uh, security in a very insecure situation.
2: Absolutely. Nadim. Uh, thank you so much. Nice to be here. I'm so happy that I come out from the, like Afghanistan or from the safe house. I'm like I can't even imagine I'm in Canada but luckily I'm here. I'm so happy to see you guys like as Spencer told me Spencer is like a hero for me and, and all the people who trying to help me even you and your friends and there's a lot of people behind the scene that I even meet them but I'm so happy they are so kind and finally I'm here and I'm so happy to see you.
0: Nadim how do you how can you even describe the past 16 months, what you and your family have gone through?
2: like It was like uh, you're uh, in the jail, and the, dad was, the judge said we are going to kill you, and they give you a deadline. So how you feel, like you're in a dangerous place, in a jail, and then you you can't even imagine what happened next to you. Like nobody knows what will happen to you, and nobody knows when it will happen to you. I even mean, i was not worried about myself but i'm so very about my children my like they're small my my wife like i was just sometimes i was thinking, oh what i have to do what should i do then i Spencer,
0: Spencer, I can remember. Um, you know, we were texting each other when when Kabul fell. Everything happened so fast, and that must have been stunning for you, Nadim. But you know, as, as we were watching it from from Canada as well, and seeing how fast things were were happening, um, the efforts, the frantic efforts at that time to get Nadim and his family to the airport. Out of the airport onto a plane because they did have those visas to go to the United States at that time it was so frantic and it was frantic for you being here in Edmonton trying to deal with it on this end like how do you what what do you remember of that Oh,
1: I, I remember sitting on my deck in Short Park next to my wife and um nadim is texting me and i'm hearing or calling me there's gunfire in the background and then i had a contact with the uh, with the american uh military and there they knew those suicide bombers were coming before they before it happened and he said you tell them to get 10 kilometers away so nadim is dropping his pin and i'm Putting it forward to the to someone in the Pentagon, and they're saying, "No, no, this is where they're coming." And Nadim actually saw the drones come in and take the suicide bombers out right in front of him.
0: So, Nadim, take me to that to that day. And again, you don't have to answer anything that you don't want to. But what we were witnessing, we were shocked, and we were appalled and horrified. What we were watching on television, you were there in real life with your children, with your wife. What can you tell us about those days trying to get out and being at the airport, uh, the Kabul airport?
2: I think that was the worst day that we had, like in my own life. Like we had a very good life, but suddenly it's come to down and we moved to the airport. We tried to save our family saving the family on the situation that you even can imagine for that this was like oh my god lots of moving you have to move this way you have to move even we forget our luggage and, and everything and we just take my children and my wife and moving from one scene there is a lot of gunfire from the taliban and they try to stop us but we just cross and they said there's a like life in death times so that was like so so bad days for me, like a dark days, like we haven't. People were killed in front of you and uh, your children. Yeah, yeah. that there, there was like people who trying to get in and to the to the airport, but uh, some of the previous government official who are like working as a security guard, they just shut down the people, and we saw by ourselves that they would kill a person, but nobody cares, but they just and we are just on the vehicle and watching on that time i was texting spencer that this is gonna happen this is happening here this is happening suddenly spencer and told me that you have to leave that place Mm -hmm. and we leave that place very quickly but we are just moving like i take my with the hand of my children one of them is in my and we move it from that place and very quickly, and there was a lot of happening.
0: So it was over a year that you ended up living yeah. in, that, in that safe house when you left um, the airport, and Spencer, frustrated with... Um, The lack of movement and I think support Mm. from the Canadian government despite the fact that the Canadian government had said that it was going to Mm. help uh, bring um, uh, people from Afghanistan to Mm. Canada. You took some matters into your own hand, went over through people, uh, channels, managed to get the family to to Pakistan and we thought to ourselves, oh my gosh, here it's happening and then the wait started again in November of this year just weeks ago you went you went back right again frustrated with the lack of movement tell us what happened well
1: just being in touch with with different officials I knew the the bureaucracy understandably so I understand we just can't open your borders and let everyone pour in so I do I do appreciate that so uh, in contact with IRCC the way it went is they put the documentation to the consulate in Islamabad who then puts it forward to um, to the um, IOM which is a a UN organization and they're the ones that actually handle the movement or the evacuation out of Pakistan so I knew that IRCC had had given um, the paperwork to the consulate and we had an amazing donor that wanted to fly the family out because in the in their second safe home what was happening was the Pakistani police army was starting to shake down Afghan refugees whose visas had run out and would either arrest them, take the money, or either throw them in jail or put them back to Afghanistan, which in some cases meant death. Mm-hmm. And so Naveed or uh, Nadim was very worried that they were going to target him. So I knew that the paperwork was with. Uh, uh, the consulate and I just thought I could make anything happen and I was a little bit mistaken with that, that they do have a procedure and I was very frustrated with the Canadian government. However, I was happy to know that um, we were able to get them moved within one or two weeks and as soon as that happened uh, Nadim has told me that they were absolutely wonderful. Yeah, they
2: were like uh, after on 15 of November, uh, they called us to come to the one of the hotel nearest in Islamabad and we went there and they, they manage a lot of stuff with the IOM staffs and they manage everything and they just take us to the airport and there was a lot of people standing from the IOM, from the consulate and a beautiful woman like uh, she was working for the from the consulate, I think Canadian government and what happened that when our turn is to check out from the pakistan and the pakistani official told me you have passports all the uh, kids have passport but my newborn baby uh, he he don't have like passport mm-hmm. so they asked me where is the passport for the baby and i was like well i have to told them because he don't have any passport so then the the woman came that there was a girl from the consulate and she came and she, she said to that so Pakistani official you cannot ask for the documentation.
0: And at one point they c- told you that you could leave but you'd have to leave the baby behind. Yeah, yeah
2: that was like uh, when we trying to get by ourselves and they called me, if you want to go by yourself then you have to leave your baby, which is very frustrating me and I said no, I can't leave my baby here to whom I should leave that.
0: Nadim, um, when you received the phone call to take your family and go to the airport that you were on your way to Canada, it was finally happen, happening, what went through your
2: mind? Oh my goodness, when the call came and they just messaged me that you were going to have to come on 12th. So I just sat down like this and I took my phone and told my wife, Oh, it's going to happen. But still, I was worried about the airport staff. So, so maybe they will stop as the Pakistani government staff. I was just like nervous. What will happen to the airport? What will the mm-hmm. Pakistani government say to me? Because Bibi Ground doesn't have passports. But when the lady came from the consulate and she was smiling to me and said, don't worry, everything is done. They didn't ask you for that. And they told the Pakistani government that you cannot ask for the the DAP passport because we give them a travel document so they they can go. Then I was relaxed, oh my God, like this. We sat on the table, I just remember I have even the pictures with my wife, there's a like, big table and I was sleeping like that and I say, oh, finally, it's finally. going to, to leave. <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally, it's
0: <laughs> happening. We are out of the jail. <laughs> it's 2.20 this afternoon. Spencer Seeker joining me this afternoon along with Nadim. It's been uh, uh, almost 18 months process to get <coughs> Nadim and his family out of Afghanistan, Nadim, a human rights lawyer his wife a teacher their children they arrived in Edmonton two weeks ago tonight we'll take a pause here when we come back what was it like for Nadim's family to touch down in Edmonton two weeks ago welcome to winter that's for sure that's coming up stay with us
1: Subscribe to the 630 Ched Afternoons Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. 630 Ched Afternoons with Jalen Nine.
0: Sherwood Parks, uh, Spencer Seeker worked for a year and a half to get. A family that he knew from his time teaching in Afghanistan back in 2010 to Canada after the fall of of Kabul. And and it finally happened. And uh, you can read the first part of the story at globalnews.ca. This is the second part of the story. Uh, Nadim and his family finally arrived in Canada in Edmonton two weeks ago tonight. Nadim, when when you were in, in Kabul, when you were a child, had you seen a Canadian flag before?
2: Yeah, that was so interesting to tell you that I already told Spencer that when I was a child and my mom gave me one jacket I think it's clothes and there was a flag of Canada on them and I asked my mom what is this flag for this hit she said I don't know because my mom is also not educated so my sister told me oh this is the flag of Canada and I told them oh that's so beautiful I was fell in love on that time with the flag but I didn't even imagine that one day I would come to Canada with that flag so that's flag like for me that's like oh amazing look at that one and that from that much I hold I was like thinking about Canada I even didn't even I heard the name of the Canada, but I don't know why I love the flags, but it's like. You love
0: the flag, yeah, and now, of now you're. Of course, I love it. It's now so, you're so here nice in it. Canada. So, what was it like to step foot? You landed in Halifax and then spent a couple of days there, then came to Edmonton. Um, I saw the video of you arriving at Edmonton Airport. What was it like to see your friend, a seeker, and ha- see Spencer, <laughs> and, and have your
2: family here? Mm, when I just saw Spencer, and I had him, then said, oh look at that I'm free from the jail and I'm so happy my family was happy even my little daughter she just moved and catches Spencer she's so happy with like with Spencer so we are so happy even like, like it's like what do you call like dream come true it's like a dream come true for me for my family and we are so happy to be here
0: what's next find a job you're a lawyer you oh, see what happens yeah, just gonna course. get settled probably for yeah, a little yeah. bit
2: of course I'm looking for a job I love to work job like like I already told my friends and my Spencer that I'm looking to work fast as soon as I can get it so I'm just hope I'm getting a job very soon what do you think about the cold weather oh for me it's like like I'm so happy when you're free You don't even think about the weather. Oh, it doesn't matter if it goes to minus 50 or 70, I don't think. I'm so happy and I told on the way to Spencer look at the place how beautiful there's like white snow like you cover everything it looks so beautiful like so amazing
0: Spencer I'm out of time but I have one more question for you I know that um, we've seen a lot of firsts over the past two weeks I mean the hockey game the the kids playing hockey visiting Santa Claus what has the past two weeks been like for you and your family um, with Nadim's family and and welcoming and, and and introducing them to Canada
1: so many times surreal it's like we're sitting in the bank and or, or even when he arrived at the airport and I think like we had guns to our head and then here we are all this time later and we made it and there was a time when I thought I mean forget are we even gonna make it out alive never mind here we are and then sitting next to him and you look and you just go i can't believe that this is actually happening
0: so well it's happened and we're uh, so thrilled um that um that you're here we're all emotional again you got tears we're all got tears in our eyes spencer um your your never give up attitude is absolutely unreal i wish i had an ounce of that nadim Welcome, and I look forward to seeing you and spending some more time with you and your family in the days and and months and years to come. Welcome
2: to Canada. Welcome to Edmonton. I'm so happy to have you guys, especially my hero, my real-life hero. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for everyone who helped me a lot.
0: Thank you. Thank you both for joining me this afternoon.